This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It's your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi again, I'm Phil Latzman. And this podcast, we like to say it is a daily digest of the day's events here in Arizona. It is Tuesday, March the 7th, 2023. Let's get caught up on the news. Well, the Republican candidate who lost the Arizona Secretary of State election has been sanctioned after the lawsuit he filed claiming misconduct and illegal votes was deemed groundless. Jill Ryan reports Mark Fincham and his attorney have both been fined. Fincham claimed that election misconduct, including tabulator malfunctions, had led to his loss against current Secretary of State Adrian Fontes. The Maricopa County Superior Court found Fincham's allegations to be baseless, not brought in good faith, and even if they were true, they wouldn't have changed the election results. Fincham says the ruling is judicial overreach and called for the judge's removal. This isn't the first time Fincham or his lawyers have been sanctioned for filing what judges have called baseless litigation. In a statement, Fontes says Fincham cannot be permitted to avoid accountability. Jill Ryan, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Governor Katie Hobbs has proclaimed the first Monday of March to be COVID-19 Memorial Day. As Bridget Dowd reports, she made the announcement at an event honoring the memory of Arizonans who lost their lives due to COVID-19. Hobbs spoke at the Arizona Heritage Center for the COVID-19 Victims and Survivors Memorial Day event. Kristen Urquiza is the co-founder of Marked by COVID, a grassroots organization that helped put on the memorial. She says although this is the third year of the event, it's the first time a governor has attended. A governor being here today really uh, puts a line in the sand to reinforce that these losses mattered um, and that the people that we lost, that they're not disposable. Public mourning, public commemoration, public grief is an important part of the healing journey. Urquiza lost her father to COVID-19. She says former Governor Doug Ducey declined past invitations to her events. More than 33,000 Arizonans have died as a result of the virus. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Meanwhile, hospitals across the state are still recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic. As Kathy Ritchie reports, staffing shortages and financial challenges are two big pain points for the industry. Anne-Marie Alamedine is the president and CEO of the Arizona Hospital and Healthcare Association. She says hospitals continue to be busy. Which might mean longer wait times for patients seeking care in the emergency department. And it's across the valley. The challenge? Staffing. I think that is sort of the number one thing that's keeping a lot of hospital leaders up at night right now is the workforce shortages. So if you don't have nurses or other staff, you can't open beds, for example. Then there are the operating costs. And really across Arizona, we saw negative operating margins that were as low as negative 6% in quarter two to a negative 0.5% at the end of quarter four for 2022. What that means for patients is that hospitals might have to cut services or patients have to wait longer to access care. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The wet winter has put a dent in short-term drought conditions. But as Greg Hawney tells us, for wildfire danger, the potential is mixed. Due to the snowpack, the state's high country could have less to burn. Tiffany Davila with the Arizona Department of Forestry and Fire Management says high levels of moisture could prompt a delayed start and shortened fire season. However, the potential for fire is there in the state's low country. Not a lot of acres burned last year, not a lot of fires as compared to prior years. But with that being said, because we didn't see those ignitions uh, in southern Arizona 
We now just have an abundance of grass. The department is urging residents to stay vigilant and clear growth around homes. Greg Hani, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Planned Parenthood Arizona is now offering vasectomy services for the first time. As Elisa Resnick reports from the Frontier's desk in Tucson, the organization says it's seen an increased demand for vasectomies after the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The Supreme Court reversed Roe v. Wade and undid the constitutionally protected right to an abortion last June. But Dr. Jill Gibson with Planned Parenthood Arizona says even before that, she had patients asking questions about vasectomies. A lot of my patients would report to me that their partners are either underinsured or uninsured or undocumented or just can't find a location where they're able to access this. Gibson says requests for vasectomies spiked after the ruling last June and accelerated the organization's plan to start the program. Planned Parenthood opened appointments for the first time this month at the Southern Arizona Regional Health Center in Tucson. Alicia Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. There have been some recent high-profile calls to use the U.S. military against Mexican drug cartels. From the Frontier's desk in Hermosillo, Murphy Woodhouse reports on Mexico's response to that. In a recent Wall Street Journal opinion piece, former U.S. Attorney General William Barr wrote approvingly of a joint resolution put forward by Republican congressmen to authorize the use of military force against cartels in Mexico. He called Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador the cartel's chief enabler and said U.S. intervention in Mexico could be justified, even without the latter's approval. Desde luego es pura propaganda. On Monday, López Obrador dismissed such calls and scaremongering about so-called narco-terrorism as pure propaganda. He went on to say that interventionism must be rejected and that Mexico is an independent, sovereign state. Murphy Woodhouse, KJZZ News, Hermosillo. Some Phoenix leaders are ready to take on developers in an effort to preserve mobile home parks. From the Downtown Bureau, Christina Estes reports on action that was taken last night. Shame on you, GCU. Grand Canyon University was the biggest target during public comment at a special meeting of the Community Investment Subcommittee. I'm mad as hell and you better stop this madness. Residents of Periwinkle Mobile Home Park are being forced to move so GCU can build more student housing. While residents own their homes, GCU owns the land and collects rent. Landowners for two other parks are also making residents move. These displacements by GCU and other developers have a direct impact on the affordable housing and homeless crisis that's already rampant in our city. For months, residents have attended Phoenix City Council meetings pleading for help. Council member Carlos Garcia made a motion to designate the three parks for mobile home use only. There should be no hesitation for us to protect you all and protect these homes. Councilwoman Betty Guardado made a separate motion to stop development for 18 months. Council members Yasmin Ansari and Laura Pastor agree, but they'll need one more vote when the issue goes before the full city council. No date has been set. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. A popular waterfall spot in northern Arizona is officially closed after KJZZ's Fronteras Desk reported on efforts by locals to keep non-tribal members out of the area. From Flagstaff, Michel Morisco has this update. The Navajo Nation's tourism department now has a single line on its website saying Grand Falls is closed until further notice. That announcement comes after local residents from neighborhoods surrounding the falls on the Navajo Nation's southwestern region told us visitors were off-roading, littering, and disturbing people who live around Grand Falls. 
The Navajo tribal government attributed the closure to the local Loop Chapter House, one of the regional governing bodies that make up the tribe structure. The Chapter House leader has declined interviews with us, so it's not clear when the falls will reopen to visitors or whether the tribe will start formalizing visits to the area through fees or permits. Michel Marisco, KJZZ News, Flagstaff. A new virtual reality experience from the Arizona Jewish Historical Society takes visitors through the annex where Anne Frank lived and hid from the Nazis for two years during the Holocaust. Kirsten Dorman took a visit to the Cutler-Plotkin Jewish Heritage Center to see it for herself. Author and Holocaust survivor Dirk Van Leenen was present Monday for the debut of the VR experience in Phoenix. He says he's... Elated, actually, that it's, it's being brought to the people again. Very important. Philip Spire was a hidden child during the Holocaust and grew up near where Anne Frank did. He says people will take away from these stories what works for them. The only thing I want to impress on people is a couple things. Be happy. Okay, that's very simple. Be good to each other. Both survivors emphasized kindness and empathy, walking in someone else's shoes. And this new experience could be one more way for those who didn't live through the Holocaust like they did to do just that. Kirsten Dorman, KJZZ News, Phoenix. In sports, Suns and Coyotes each off on Monday. The Yotes will host the St. Louis Blues tonight in Tempe. While Kevin Durant makes his Phoenix debut with the Suns tomorrow night when they return home to host the Oklahoma City Thunder. Baseball, the Diamondbacks playing in surprise were beaten by the Royals in spring training play 10-1. The D-backs return to Salt River Fields today for a game against the Oakland A's. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast on this Tuesday, March the 7th. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a great day, and we'll catch up again tomorrow 